0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Personal Growth Fridays. Um, I've been trying to mix it up each week, one week you're stuck with boring old me, next week we have a guest on, which means we have a guest of us today. Everyone say hey, big hello to Mr. Daniel Barrett. so, Daniel, who are you? Dan, I don't know what I'm calling you Daniel. Dan, who are yeah, you?
1: Yeah, call me Dan, I hate Daniel. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, my name's Dan Barrett. Um, I'm in Max through, through Rugby. He's uh, come along over the summer this year and got involved with Rugby. Um, I work in, in kind of in telecoms, so I've kind of flitted between different telco companies, uh, working in kind of a marketing-based role. Um, and yeah, based in, based in London. Um, on the side do a lot of kind of running and uh let's say extreme activities i like to like to kind of push myself to the limit that kind of stuff so lots of marathons ultra marathons that kind of thing um so yeah
0: definitely now this is this is going to be an interesting one because everyone else who i've had on here so far we've pretty much focused on the coaching side of things when it comes to work um a lot of this is obviously talking about careers and things like that but I am a a huge believer that kind of the coaching that we take with us and use in work actually ends up trickling out into our personal life, probably 10 times as much as it does in the actual work in the first place. Um, So today's going to be a bit different because it's not just going to be pure work, 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 you know, how I've progressed in my career. Obviously, as you said, you're you're big into running, big into running. I personally don't get it. I couldn't think of much worse than than running for the sake of running. Um, So when you say you're into running, how much are we talking?
1: Yeah, so I've done kind of a range of stuff, but particularly since lockdown over the, over the past couple of uh, 18 months or so, um, really got into kind of a marathons, uh, so half marathons, marathons, and uh, stretching all the way up to kind of ultra marathons, 100k, double marathons, um, that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, and lots of racing, so it's mm-hmm. kind of the racing side of things as well, so 5k's, 10k's. Um, was always a fat kid in school. I never really used <laughs> yeah, to strange. run. I was a um, fat
0: kid too. Oh,
1: <laughs> um, hey, yeah, I was, yeah, I was never a runner or anything like that. Um, I think got into kind of running through boxing, so I boxed a lot at mm-hmm. university. Um, which I think you did too as well, right? Yeah, you, yeah. You've got in boxing, yeah. So that kind of for me was a big uh, turning point. I think in my life when I started boxing because I was, you know, I was, I was always like did the right at school and stuff, but um, you know, w- was a bit chubby and mm-hmm. and kind of never really stuck up for myself very well. And I went to uni and started boxing um, and it kind of just changed my perspective on things and kind of, I uh, learned how to stick up for myself and be a bit more resilient, that kind of stuff. So I started running through that. And then when I finished boxing, when I finished uni me moved to London, it's kind of, I needed something to keep me going. Yeah. Um, I'm that type of person that can't sit still, um, you know, I've always got to be doing something to, you know, what, what can I do today that I, you know, better than I did yesterday um and that's where I kind of found running um and it's one of those things where you know no matter who you are um mm-hmm. where you are um what your level of ability is you can put on a pair of shoes and go out the door and do it um so kind of just knuckled it was one of those things going into lockdown as well where uh you, you always like bar, what if I just gave up and yeah. gave up my day job and became a professional athlete or something like that and lockdown kind of gave me the opportunity to do that <laughs> yeah. so I head down like running throughout lockdown um and just like, took me to new levels that I didn't even realise I was kind
0: of capable of. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. It's, it's funny, actually. We, we, we speak a lot of shit, obviously, on the weekends, you know, when we're a few <laughs> pints in. Um, but we've never really to So it's funny, I, I had the exact same kind of journey. I, throughout school, I was the little fat kid, you know, like, didn't really, weren't necessarily, like, nervous or bullied or anything, but just weren't confident, you know, like, weren't, like, I didn't like being loud because I didn't like being centre of attention. Um just kind of weren't confident at all. And I almost said what you said you had through running and boxing, that was kind of where I properly started getting into rugby was I joined the joined uni, you know, and kind of joined the uni rugby team and it just kind of completely switched things around for me. You know, yeah, like uni's not cheap and I completely understand, you know, some people think it's a waste of money and time and whatever, you know, it, but for me, forget the degree, the degree's obviously nice to have, but I, for me, it was like how I personally changed you know, like confidence levels. Um, I'm now a massively outgoing person, you know, and kind of everything I, I do in life, work and social-wise, is about being a cocky gobshite, you know, so... <laughs> You're saying that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I should have given you a heads up before I joined. <laughs> but, but yeah, and this is so like I always think, you know, it's funny how a sport or an activity isn't really just about that sport or activity. You know, it's kind of the, the mental game behind it all.
1: I've I've always kind of had sport in my life so cricket when I was younger like of six and a couple of cricket and family and then start playing rugby when I got into kind of senior school and it's the things you 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 look back now and you realize the benefits that had on you kind of being part of a team you know being able to socialize Mm and you know some people don't have that so Mm -hmm. and they get it in different or they get it in different ways so like sport and you know exercise from that kind of standpoint has always been very important um and I think it's kind of Running slightly different as you're not part of the team, yeah. um, and obviously I play rugby with you, so I have that in through rugby. But the running is kind of it's it's personal. It's, it's it's only you that can do anything, you know, yeah. with it. Um, and for me, it's kind of that's where the discipline comes in. So you know, having that discipline in my life, which I, I found through boxing the first time I found any kind of like you know not going out and drinking for eight weeks at a time. It's yeah, like, a shit, how do You do this and look at the benefit that it has on you to be able to like things like saying no, being able to say no to people, which in this day and age is kind of like. Especially when you're you know, living in Southwest London, and yeah. it's so easy to be out three, four, five times uh, a yeah, night. Yeah. So it gives you that discipline, and it's also that kind of that drive as well, that personal drive, that motivation to push yourself harder every day, and that trickles over into your work life. Yeah. Um, like that, that, that discipline and that that mindset is really important to take over into your career as well.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, Self control is fucking huge. Um, I I recently so I. I've, I, I kind of, throughout uni, got in like semi-okay shape, like a standard rugby player, you know, a bit bit chubby, but I could throw a ball around and was semi-strong. Um, and then over the, the last, was obviously lockdown then took his absolute toll on me, you know, like um, eating Doritos and just pretty much getting smashed most weekend. Um, I, over the last like seven or eight months, have been trying to do this like fitness journey thing, you know, you've probably seen plastered all over my Instagram, I now love a topless pic um <laughs> and for me the big thing that i had to switch up and change was a not going out as much and b switching beer to gin now i know that sounds like a little thing and everyone's always like why is that big... bad mate you are <laughs> everyone's always like why is that that's not a big deal I like, don't make it for me that was fucking huge you know yeah. like I, I love a pint i love a pint and yeah. it's not even just the, the actual beer the fact the beer drink it's the the social side of it, you know, and the being sat around with a group of boys, you know, having a pint sort of thing. Like that was kind of the the side that and, that, and so switching that to gin was it was far more than just the right changing a drink. It was the the mindset of right, I have control of really what I do. You know, like and and I started seeing these positive effects, you know, whether it's like trimming up a bit, you know, and all these different things. And all of a sudden I kind of as you say, I realised that being disciplined in the first place actually then led to kind of reward afterwards. And I think exactly. before I'd just seen di- discipline in the first place as I was punishing myself, you know, like I was restricting myself. And as you said, Southwest London, it's exciting, you know, good group of boys, you could easily be out, you know, four or five times a week. But you need to have that balance between enjoying yourself but then also thinking, right, what does future Max Gorham and Dan Barrett need? You know, like how will they reward? Will they benefit from missing out on this night? Nine times out of ten, it's see yes, <laughs> definitely,
1: definitely. You you learn a lot about your friends as well, and who's around you. Like those that say, "Fair enough, you know, well yeah. done," and, and and stick by you through it. You know, those are your, your real your mates. Whereas, yeah, yeah, You know, those that don't really give a crap and they move on to someone else or they rip you for it. You know, you're you're gonna get a bit of stick. That's normal. But like, you know, the ones that like really do support you through it and will still go out with you even if you're you're not having a beer or something. Mm-hmm. You know that, that that that's really important too
0: Yeah. No, I completely agree. Completely agree. Um. Right. So obviously we spoke a little bit about your run and stuff. How interesting! I didn't know you'd done hundred k. That sounds absolutely disgusting. Um, how long did that take?
1: Yeah, so it took me nine hours fifty-five minutes. So it oh, wasn't like an
0: that. official.
1: Just clarify for all the runners out there who might listen to this. Um, it's uh, it wasn't like an official one. It was kind of during lockdown. I was supposed to do a race, didn't happen. Um, so i actually ended up just planning one on my own around london mm-hmm. but it wasn't my own it was i've got loads of mates that i run with and like running partners that are all kind of from a from a really good group um it's like these ten six ten mile loops like starting to finish at my house i had a bit of an aid station and a toilet yeah. stuff and stuff and ended up you know bringing three or four different people on each loop with me who had no idea who they were um and that was really nice because i just listened to them get to know each other yeah and that helped me just like Zone in, and I didn't really do a lot of talking, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah you it, that was all kind of like it felt like a little team that was helping with me, which was quite good. Yeah, usual people that you know had been through my training and stuff with me. So, so yeah, ended up it was nine hours fifty-five, and then literally home, showered, straight in the pub, um built <laughs> a space in the beer obviously, which is our local. And it was like thirty of us, mum and dad came up. It was it was brilliant. One of the best nights of my life was going to four o'clock in the morning after our party. <laughs> I mean,
0: in, that's incredible. You lasted that long after that <laughs> run. I think I would have been two pints in. I'd have been done. I-
1: Oh mate, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I don't know
0: what it was, just the adrenaline that kept me yeah. going. <laughs> um, <laughs> awesome. So obviously we speak about personal growth, and, and as we've kind of said throughout this, it's not just work. It's not just you know kind of things like that. I think it all stems from a deeper root, maybe a deeper motivation. um Everyone's got different ones. I think we've got our ex-fat kids kind of inside of us, kind of going, "You can do it. Don't be fat anymore." um I know I do at least. Still, fat Max never leaves me. Um, so, I asked the same question to everyone what has been your main personal growth Friday over the last God knows how many years this can be work, this can be social life, this can be rugby, cricket running, whatever it is um it's just what has been that one thing you wish you could tell little Dan Barrett that would hopefully make his his career and social life a lot more fun
1: yeah that's a good it was a good good question I think looking back like I've always had a, especially like when I was going through school and, and college and uni, always a trend of leaving everything to the last minute yeah. and doing the bare minimum to scrape through. So like you know, getting to um, yeah, failing my first year of A levels or half of them, and then being told you have to do a third year and be like, ah shit, I've got to get my act together. Yeah, and yeah. Same at uni, getting out too much, and then you know having to retake some modules and first year of uni, and then scraping together and actually you know, getting getting a really good uh, a really good grade in the end. So I think kind of like that leads into a lot of the kind of the discipline and perhaps mm. sacrifice that comes with like being you know get, gaining success you know yeah. kind of the short-term game of you know short-term not being able to say no to something and going for that night out or you know uh, watching that netflix show instead of doing your work or your revision mm-hmm. not putting in that extra mile when you need to not go to the gym when you're feeling a bit tired kind of that short-term sacrifice then is worth it for the game you get in the long run yeah you knuckle down really early in your first few years after you come out of uni for your career the like that's what you know what i'm finding the benefits that that will have and people i've seen around me that have done that the harder workers the people who have that sac- give that sacrifice are the ones that succeed um and i just think knowing that when i was younger um you know i mean i've still done you know,
0: yeah yeah done very with, well. with
1: my, with my uh, you know, school and uh, and career and stuff but like it's probably more of the things around like the the social side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, feeling like you're gonna miss out with your mates. You know, not not being there for that opportunity. Sometimes there is there's always that other night. There's always that other yeah uh, other kind of thing to go through. So just prioritising that and knowing that, and its balance is still important. So like you know, fucking if you get into uni, go out and get pissed and do whatever. Join those societies. Do it or make sure you do it. But like, I think the, the thing that I see through a lot of my friends and people my age is that the our age you go too far almost and you start not being able to say no um and i think that that has a massive much bigger impact on people um than they realize but they don't realize it until later on when they're when they're you know trying to get that job trying to get that promotion or they're overweight and they realize they've got a mountain to climb and getting fit and healthy um i see it all around me all the time so yeah
0: it's, uh, it's funny i i used to have the mindset of it's always easier to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission
1: yep.
0: um which I, you know in some cases maybe is still true nowadays but i think you you end up punishing yourself though later on um i i was the exact same. i think my my as results i was on like three d's and a one b or something like that and the b was in film studies so does it even really count um, like it was, I was looking at. Him, I was like, I fucked it, you know. Like I've I've spent the last year pissing around, playing PlayStation, you know, like and and achieved literally nothing from this, which then meant second year was the fucking most stressful time of my life. And then yeah. even though it was the most stressful, when I absolutely smashed second year because I fucked first year so much, it actually ended up just kind of balancing out to average results. You know like i did really well second year and so if you look at that you go of course this guy's smart and so i did have it in me it were not a case of like i couldn't do it it was just as you said prioritizing and then even though i really smashed second year my my results at the end were like and things like that you know because yeah. the first year was so shit that the you know no matter how much i did in the second year it was the best i could do was average um so yeah i think it's funny to, to hear other people kind of say the same thing I, I think this goes as well for fucking everyone, you know. Like I, I've seen people now who are like, you know, the nerd, we called them the nerds at the time, who are now earning silly money, you know, yeah. like doing a the job they absolutely love, and you sit there thinking like, who's really the nerd now? You know, like who's yeah, the- exactly?
1: Exactly. I think it all comes down to like having having aims and objectives and having goals. Like it doesn't. This doesn't mean be boring and, and and kind of and sacrifice everything and don't yeah. have fun. It's not about that whatsoever. It's about at the stage you are in your life, think about the next six months, think about the next like twelve months. Yeah. What is it that you want to achieve? What do you want to get out of it? So you know for anyone younger, listening to this, who's still at uni or who's still, you know, or whatever, it's kind of, you know, what grade do you want to get? What do you really want to aspire to? What job do you want off the back of it? Yeah. You know, if you're in employment now, you know, where do you want to be in, in two, three, five years time? You know, where is that heading? It doesn't mean you have to have your life figured out. Mm-hmm. just have an idea of, of what it is you want to achieve and setting yourself those, those goals and those aims will help you to get there and just give you a little bit of that discipline with which like you can you can just base your base your life around and i think to listen to some of the other people on that you've had on here like just don't make excuses like take yeah. responsibility like it's you that's responsible for you know for your life and what you end up doing so you know i see like too, too many of my friends especially you know people that i've not friends with people I've been around, you know, throughout my life, that, that it's, it's excuses, it's not their fault that they've ended up in positions yeah. that they've been They're in. They're
0: always the victim, yeah, yeah,
1: and 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 to, to to you know, to some extent, that might be true, but there's always an the element of kind of you know, shit things might have happened to you, but it's up to you to do something about it, yeah, definitely.
0: You know what I mean, yeah, uh, what age were you when you kind of started to realize this, you know, what I mean, like when did you kind of start thinking, Oh, shit, actually, I need to take control,
1: yeah, I mean. Yeah, So, not, not many people know, like, if anyone I know who's listening knows about me, but like, when I was in uni, um, second year uni, I had a bit of a kind of not breakdown, but I had a wobbly where you know, through boxing, um, I, you know, I, I, I lost a few fights when I first started boxing and you know, got me really down and I got, wasn't liking where I was living. And, and I think a lot of people at university kind of relate to that, where the pressure of yeah, uni, you know, being away from home for the first time and all of that kind of gets on top of you. So, and that happened to me, um, I ended up kind of happened to be home for a little while and I had a really really good coach at uni who just uh, who, who uh, boxing coach uni just sat me down one day and just like I you know leaving believe in you I know what you're capable of like don't let these things get on top of you so so that that was a turning point um yeah. and i then next year I was president of the boxing club and I had that responsibility on my shoulders mm. um that's a great role models around me um you know family and friends who kind of um who who i could see and and who i had as mentors quite quite a lot and they were like use this as a, an opportunity to, to 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 do something as a project so i knuckled down that, that kind of that year and from then on boxing was my lived and breathed boxing and yeah but makes a community around me and kind of it just went from there it's kind of well what's after boxing well it's get a job because you're going to finish uni and you, you know you're going to graduate and what's you know where do you want to be well, i want to be in london you know what do you want to be doing i don't care what it is but i just want to, i want to i want a graduate scheme yeah you know I want to, it was kind of i started setting myself these targets these goals which you know first year of uni i was retaking really exams because i spent too much time pissing around and i didn't really have any idea what i wanted to do yeah so i'm kind of second that second year was a bit of a well you need to you need to do this this year in order to get to there and kind yeah. of that little breakdown kind of was a bit of an influx for me of you know just realizing what I was capable of and, and how to get there and how to start you know putting
0: myself together. Easy. I run these like self coaching workshops um, with some of the clients that we have at Jimney, and one of the biggest things I say at first is about so everyone's obviously got goals aspirations all these different things of what they want to achieve now the, the biggest mistake I see is people look about four or five years in advance and they look too yeah. far in advance. So then yeah. all of a sudden, when they're not achieving that, you know, like in the next six months, they think, oh, fuck it, Nothing, you know, nothing's yeah. working anyway, so why am I bothering? And then you get in a rut about not working then, and then that then trickles on to, you know, failing other stuff. So one of the biggest things I say is like, kind of set yourself goals for, as you said, a month, six months, you know, like kind of, and realistic ones, not like, you know, I, I'm going to be prime minister, you know, next month, you know, yeah. it's never yeah. going to happen. But like setting yourself realistic goals as you said about uni, not thinking right, what grades do I need to get this perfect job that I want to be in straight away. That's not gonna happen. What grades do I need to get do well to go into third year? You know, yeah. like short term goals, so then all of a sudden when you do that and you, you succeed, then all of a sudden you've almost got this like bit of adrenaline, you know, like a pat on the back as well, and and you kind of break this mental cycle of I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it, and then you see yourself doing it, you think. fuck i've actually done it you know like and then and then all of a sudden then you it was the next six months and then you blink and then all of a sudden you are where we are now you know like four years or however long it is for four years after uni five years after uni and we are kind of probably where we would want to be if we'd have said to ourselves when we were 19 where do you want to be in five years we're probably better than that you know like we're probably yeah we're doing 10 times better but it's it's because we didn't focus on the five years everyone know, says what's your five year plan I've got fucking no idea where I'm going to be when I'm thirty. you know I, I hope I'm hopefully I'm not still you know sat in my bedroom with a WWE belt on my mirror you know like, but I, I, I might be you know like, so there's no point stressing
1: I completely agree I think that's kind of a, the way that I base myself and push myself it's kind of it doesn't matter what it is whether it's sport whether it's whether it's through work, whether it's with my mates, kind of like the values that you have are still kind of the same. Like you know, you want to, you want to be driven. You you know, you want to be able to like showcase your best. You want to be disciplined. So as long as you, as long as you're consistent and you're in take you know, you're integral with kind of the, the core values that you have. Then whatever it is you're doing, you should be able to yeah achieve best in them. I think definitely. yeah. So. God, this has got a therapy session, Matt. I it thought it was Steve. a podcast. <laughs> it gets <laughs> deep, doesn't it? Well, we're
0: going to sit and cry and say, we'll, I'll meet you in the pub after. We'll have a deep, have a deep <laughs> <before>. <laughs> we'll see, We'll see who's crying, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, all right, let's wrap it up there. Have you done
1: your first red eye yet, by the way?
0: No, no, yeah, no. You know what? I um after you my will cry
1: after, that, after my worry. first game, I I had eye. a
0: pint, but I didn't have to do a red eye. I don't know how I. I shouldn't. Why am I telling you this? I'm absolutely fucking. Yeah, thanks for
1: telling me. That. For anyone anyone listening who doesn't know what a red eye is, in fact, none of you know what a red eye is. It's our initiation, <laughs> our uh, our rugby club. So Max is all sat here green eyed, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I,
0: sc- I think I just had like a pint of like stout or something like that. Which I mean, that's grim enough. But like, it's um. But yeah, no, I've never done it. And then even after last game, it was like, "Have you done one?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, of course I've done one. Yeah, yeah, the last game." So yeah. You I- just sold yourself out. I'll I- see you all next Saturday. I'll see. You- <laughs> <laughs> um, Dan, thank you very much for jumping on. um, It's been an absolute pleasure. I know we speak a lot of shit a lot of the time. You know, like we probably speak the most in the whole team. But it's good to properly talk at times, you know. Like I you know it's it's been a, it's been nice to actually get to know who the real Danny, is and not just the cocky twatter rugby. Right? Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. So thank you very much for jumping on, and thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Password Fridays.